Hello, welcome back. It is week 109 on Out on That Line. I'm Jeff with my co-host Alex as always. Alex, how are you doing this week? Oh boy, I am back from my food poisoning induced dilemma that kept me from doing the show last week. Um, I had what can only be described as apocalyptic diarrhea. Um, <laughs> and it lingers, I got to tell you, because I was going to the bathroom before we are doing the show and I was standing there and like doing but, you know, my hair looks good and all that kind of stuff. Let a little fart go and then immediately had to stop and go, <laughs> that fart came with a prize. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm really glad you guys heard that story now. I don't know why I felt compelled to tell you, but we've just shared a special <laughs> thing here on the show. Well, it's, it's you know, this is for us, too. Yeah. You know. We have to have some fun with this. I think we're going to have some fun <laughs> today. Yes, I think, I think we are because we're going to talk about... Um, there was actually a uh, sister-in-law of the pod that texted me, you know, questioning what the pod's reaction was going to be to the Miley Cyrus album, Endless Summer Vacation, which just came out. So that's mm-hmm. what we're going to be talking about a little later in the episode. But I remember you said that there was something you want to talk about first. I want to ask you, have you seen on Amazon Prime, and we are not sponsored, the show Swarm? No, I haven't seen that one. Well, I'm going to recommend that you and wi- wife of the pod, doesn't that feel good to say? I'm going to recommend that you and wife of the pod like immediately decide to watch it. It's incredible. And it's music related because basically the Beehive got their own show. Okay. Like how does it, is it like a documentary type thing? Uh, in many ways it is, Jeff. In many ways it is a documentary. Um, <laughs> okay. No, it's it's Donald Glover produced this show, this weird fucked up show about like a Beyonce-esque singer, uh, Nija. And instead of Renaissance, her thing is like, this is a season for festival. Um, it's great. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Like there's stupid shit. There's funny shit. There's horror shit. It's it's just like really, really, really good. And if you're a music person, it's like some of the best use of music I've seen to like motivate the emotions in the scene. It's okay. wildly good. So I guess this is just a plug for Swarm. I was hoping maybe you'd seen it, but I had to talk to someone about it. Like I challenge you to watch it because it's fascinating. Okay. I mean, I, I've liked basically a lot of other stuff that Donald Glover has done, so... I assume this is also going to be entertaining at the very least. I mean, Atlanta's, I think, looked at as one of the most underrated TV shows of the past decade or so. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that really went pretty hard for that show. And from what I saw, it was pretty pretty great. I mean, the Paperboy awesome. character was incredible. Absolutely incredible. That guy rocks. I'm glad he's getting a lot of work. Um, yeah, I'll go check that one out. Why not? We need a new show. We just finished watching New Girl again for the like third time, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, we got to fill that void. Yeah, and don't sleep on the fake sound, the real fake soundtrack. They did like a Nija EP, and like pitched okay. us like this is Nija, like Nija's a person. And it's very real. Who plays the Who plays the pop star? Nija haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still only a couple okay. episodes in. I'm like more than oh, halfway so you in. don't even find out like what it's all about until you're well into it. No, you do. You know from the get-go that it's like dangerous celebrity obsession, 
crazy stalker fan type thing immediately. Um, but the twists and turns that it takes are so like unexpected and delightful and fucked up. It's just like fun. It's fun to watch a show where you're like, I don't know where this is going to go. I have a feeling because mm-hmm. it's kind of like steering into certain cliches. So I got a feeling, but I truly do not know what's going to happen. And it's just like good writing, funny, surprising, creepy. It's got everything. It's got everything. Well, I am not I'll sponsored. Out. <laughs> well, we should be. I mean, that's just an example. We should clip that so we can play that for people. This could be you, sponsors. You know, if you have a business that needs promoting, it doesn't. We don't really care. We don't really have standards as far as that goes. Um, as far as what we'd advertise, as long as the price is right. Yeah, Morton Salt and government issued. Toenail clippers. Those are the only two things I'll endorse because the only two things I really believe in. But anything other than that, I'll feign enthusiasm. Like I, that's the thing when we started this and when I started Skimbo with Rory. In my craziest dreams, I'm like, well, you know, if we ever get to a point with like sponsorship, or do we want to be metal and not accept money <laughs> to do an unstable <laughs> thing? And then eventually was like. It would be cool if you have companies like Sheath Underwear or Blue Chew that are like, we're ball sack underwear and we're boner pills. You can be funny and you can riff <laughs> on the ad copy and have fun with it. That's what I want. I think that's I think that's attainable. I think there's plenty of uh, plenty of brands that allow that sort of thing. Think Someone's about like dude wipes. There. Yeah, well, think of the story I told to start the show. Dude wipes, one hundred percent. Be like, may we step in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. It was topical and relevant. Exactly. And they just get a, a dude wipe exec who just sits me down and he's like, Your first story about shitting yourself in the basement went over like gangbusters. But it's old news now. We're going to need you to do it again at the main mall in front of Skechers. <laughs> the main I'd do mall. it. Well, in front of Skechers would probably be the target audience. Yeah. You could go viral sure. on TikTok for free, which is cool. Um, yeah, man shits his pants in the main mall. That's that I feel mean. like you're probably gonna have to like read it. That's a duplicate name that's already on there. Yeah. <laughs> they just put me on a wall with other dudes and one lady. Yeah. And she is no longer welcome at the Sparrow. No, well, you, I mean, it's a, it's health code violation. Can't mm-hmm. let her back in there. Can't do it. You ate your last cardboard pizza, lady. Yeah, we've all seen The Last of Us at this point. You can't be letting that, letting that happen. Move on. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, what do you, so what do you anyway. say that we move on and we talk about a little album called Endless Summer Vacation by one Miley Cyrus, now a two-time artist here on Out of That Line. Yes, she joins a very elite company, much like a uh, fellow nominee Margot Price. Elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casey which Musgraves. I, and Casey Musgraves. Mustn't forget. Mustn't forget. One of forget. the OGs. Yeah. Correct. Um. Yeah, we're going to have some re- more repeaters coming up here. That's how long we've been doing this, which is wild to think about. Mm-hmm. Some people are more consistent than ours. We waited 14 years for SZA to make a new album. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what did you think of this one? So I thought um, overall, you know, I'll, get, I'll just get out of the way. I found there was a lot that I liked about this album. I feel like depending there was when certain choices, when like three or more good choices are made on a single song, things can end up in a really good place on this mm-hmm. album. Now, there's not always that many good choices made on all of these songs. Now, there's, I will say, every single one of them, there's something to like. But there's probably like four, maybe five that I think are actively what I would say, like, really good songs on this album. The rest are close, but there's just something that kind of holds it back from from being what I'd consider like like a classic. That's fair. That's the Plastic Hearts problem was I know we were both pretty mm-hmm. high on it because the shit that worked on that album worked. And this is the mm-hmm. same case here. The only real difference is she kind of moved out of that like 80s uh, rock maven sort of aesthetic and pretty comfortably into something that like I guess you would call it age appropriate relative to the fact that it's mm-hmm. like, you know, videos of her drinking her own sweat and lyrics about like let's stain the sheets mm-hmm. sticky like lemonade. <laughs> yeah, that was mm. <sighs> I like gross stuff. I opened the show talking about catastrophically <laughs> diarrheaing yeah. my pants before the show. But that line even I was like, "Oh, wow. It's like watching someone drink a tub of melted butter. You just are like, who yikes, it's a little much. A little mucho." Yeah, that's I. I think I'd rather watch someone drink the tub of butter, though. I think so. I'm glad she didn't say tub <laughs> of butter in the lyrics. Um, but I tell you what, I had a good time. Another anecdote about this, like it, it was an album that kind of give me gave me a, a pick me up in a very dark hour, where I had to clean my girlfriend's cat's litter box, and when I tell you that this. <laughs> The litter in this thing was 95% piss. And I do not mean 95% of the content in the litter was piss. I mean 95% of the litter was piss. So, because I love her very much, I cleaned this thing out. And I put this album on and I was like, I am a warrior. I am strong. (laughs) I'm moisturized in my lane and thriving and I'm having fun. And I know that sounds like faint and damning praise. But that was just me being funny because I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I think, there, like you said, the shit that didn't work didn't work. The shit that did, did. Yeah, and there was so there was some points where, and I think this album, I think there's some, like, tweaking that needs to be done. But I think this might be, like, Miley Cyrus's pocket. Like, the songs of this style, like, especially the song You, I thought that mm. was phenomenal on this album. I thought that song was fantastic. Uh, Muddy feet. Weird. Yep. But great. You know, there it's just like Island, the, the demo version of flowers. I mean, I was pretty sick of hearing flowers at this point in my life. I mean, it was everywhere. Like it's good for her. It was everywhere, everywhere. As soon as it came out, like every other TikTok that you watched was that song. Um, like every other song you heard on the radio was that song, um, and good for her, but it's like, it's impossible not to get sick of it hearing it that much. Like, it's just what happens, but you hear a new version of it, that demo version to close the album. 
it was fantastic how it was just so simple, stripped back. He really kind of felt what the song was about more than the big kind of club banger version of it that you're going to hear everywhere for the next like two and a half years or so. Um, It just, it's one of those songs that's going to stick around forever, but I hope that there's some other ones that do too from this album. Like I I really think that there's several, like the thousand miles song with Mm -hmm. Brandy Carlisle. I mean, there's some really, really high points on this album. Wonder Woman was a personal favorite. I was just like, you're absolutely correct when you say this album is like the pocket for Miley Cyrus because she's done it all. She's done Mm -hmm. country and hip hop and 80s rock and all this kind of stuff and pop. And this is like an an age appropriate, skill appropriate pop. And I think it's not like, this is going to sound mean, but I was never sitting here being like, Miley Cyrus has more than that in the tank and she's holding back. I think this is where Miley Cyrus bumps up to and it's far more expansive than a lot of other people and mm-hmm. she's good at it. So that's fucking saying something. But I think I don't, I, and she can prove me wrong, but I feel like all the albums that are going to come out are probably going to be similar to this because there's weird production choices in it. And her lyrics are not that strong. Even when they're evocative, mm-hmm. like, let's make lemonade in the sheets. Um, oh. <laughs> you know, like, even when they're evocative, they're just, they're like a blunt instrument. They hit you in the face, and it's like, well, you're not really doing, like, avant rock, so what are you doing? And just, yeah, I thought there were weak lyrics and out-of-place production choices kind of seemed to be her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, and I found it hard to get into the album until, like, towards the end of song three into song four. Um, you is where I really, I was like, oh, damn, that's a great song. Um, that's that's the one yeah. where I really, like, locked in. Um, I think there was a, a run of, like, a handful of songs there that I thought were all pretty pretty good. Um, Island, I thought, was good. Wonder Woman was good. Yeah. And then it's just, it's hard to pick, like, some real negatives here because there was cert- still the things that I the songs I didn't like overall there was still things I liked about them um, yeah. they were almost like weekend songs like all those really like kind of 80s dancey kind of songs that could have been on either of the weekend's last two albums you yeah know, it's like those type of songs I really just didn't you know I think those are just too easy you know it's because she sits in that like really kind of in this may sound terrible but the, like husky like low kind of voice yeah you know it's perfect for songs like that where they can have all the high ends and the synths and everything because her voice is going to lock down the low end you know it's just it can provide that whole kind of like that phil specter idea of the wall of sound mm. you know it's it just sounds full when you have a voice like that and you know i think it's just something that she can rely on and it's easy because it's always going to sound good to the ear if you, as long as the beats per minute are right and you're doing a melody in a major key. Like, it's going to sound good in your ear. But I think when she moves more towards songs like You or, like, Muddy Feet, you know, it's just something that is different about it, and I think that's where she really should try to push herself to go. Yeah, and she's she's like a workhorse, you know what I mean? Like, this is the formula. This is, And I don't mean to make it sound... Well, here's the other thing. I don't want to be the dude that's just constantly like, the mainstream, the mainstream. Like, that's not what this is. 
But, and I don't mean to make Miley Cyrus sound like, oh, she's a factory, but she's someone that tries new shit, but plays to her strengths. So, mm-hmm. you know, you hear her do something like when she covered Heart of Glass, unreal good, unreal good. But that's very different than, it was also a live performance. It's very different than going into the studio and picking out what kind of choices you want to make. And, um, as far as her voice goes, what was it you said before we started, Jeff? Uh, that it is, for better or worse, like, there's nothing else like it. For better or worse, there's nothing else like it. And that's mm-hmm. incredibly apt because I look at something like um, rose-tinted lenses or rose-colored lenses, whatever the fuck. Can't stand that one. Actively cannot stand yeah. that one. I oof. Yeah. Not into that one um, because that to me exemplifies that kind of like overwrought, bad writing, trying to be anthemic, but it's just bland. It's dog's dinner. Um, so if I have one thing to like really kind of dunk on her for, it's that song on an album that otherwise I think like its strengths outweighed its weaknesses to make mm-hmm. it fun. It's not like this album, Desert Island Pick, will change my life, but like. I enjoyed it. I'll listen to it again. Oh, I think this one, and and I think this is this far surpasses Plastic Hearts, like by a long shot. I don't remember Plastic Hearts having as much stuff as I liked as this one did, and nothing that I liked as much as some of the things I liked on this. Yeah, that's the thing is Plastic Hearts. If we had been doing the the Dundies back then, the best and worst of <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have said, like, if I can do, like, a super retrospect, that is an album that aged like bread. Um, mm-hmm. Revisiting it, I'm like, all these songs that I was jacked up on, and now the only one in an ironic twist of fate, the one that I mocked mercilessly, Grandpa's Spooky Halloween Party. <laughs> <With> Billy Idol. <laughs> is the only one I like now. Sometimes my thoughts are violent. It's it's. I mean, because Billy Idol... If you can't enjoy Billy Idol, or maybe, maybe you folks out there don't necessarily love that song, but there's probably a few. If you're watching this podcast, you probably listen to some Billy Idol. Not regularly, maybe, but sometimes in your life you do. So don't act like you don't enjoy that song when you come around here anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Billy Idol. He had what I mean. I'm sure there's someone out there being like, actually, actually, he has an extensive catalog. Come through, Billy Idol fans, and let us know. Um, yeah. Is there any kind of overlap with our Australian crowd? We don't know. But I. Uh, Ooh, that's a good. That's a good question. It's possible. It's always possible. So maybe there's like a treasure trove out there. But he had like four or five guaranteed locked in hits, and mm-hmm. it's appropriate. Because Miley Cyrus, I think, even has, like, more than that. But, like, Flowers is another Mm -hmm. arrow in the quiver now. Like, that's going to be one of the big, like, when kids are riding the bus in 20 years, that'll be one of those, like, throwback songs that they hear. Because I remember doing that with um, uh, Rebel Yell. We were doing it on the bus back in the day. Oh, yeah. Hooray! This old music! Yeah, there's... There's, I feel like, 
when you when you get to a point in your entire live show can be made up of number one hits that you have released, like that's probably some rarefied air. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think Miley Cyrus just is she's smart about it where she like knows to kind of play up what people think of Miley Cyrus. Cause there was a while where she like mm-hmm. steered into it hard. There was times when she tried to subvert it and she's just at a point of owning like exactly who she is and what she wants to do. She's just like locked in, not trying to be over the top and just kind of like playing to her strengths. And it sounds like faint and damning praise being like, Oh yeah, playing it safe. But when you're that mm-hmm. good at something, just like keep doing what you're good at. And it's different every time. Every album so far has mm-hmm. been like a different genre. So that in and of itself is very interesting. If not more so like that idea than sometimes the individual albums themselves. Yeah. I think, I think, for this one, I'm going to say this is going to be the one right in the middle. Stream it. You know, I yep. think it's worth listening to. I don't know if I'm going to go out and buy it. Um, I think it's it's something that, you know, is a good step for Miley Cyrus. I think is just showing that she can just is reliably able to come up with an album full of pretty good songs. Some very good songs. You know, I think that is a not something there's a lot of people in the world can do. You know, obviously, because we have people that do that are on the show twice. If that wasn't if there wasn't so few people that released these, we'd never have a repeat artist on this show. We'd have so much music to look at all the time. But it's because she's good at it. It's because she keeps changing a little bit. I think this is a better album, I think, to listen kind of front to back than Plastic Hearts was. I think that's kind of a big criticism you can make of Plastic Hearts is that it feels like singles. You know, it feels like a compilation almost of of a night out with billy idol um and i think it's a lot more of a easy top to bottom listen with endless summer vacation and i think that is a good step forward because it means that you are able to focus on a theme and come up with more than one idea based around that theme and i think that's a really good step from what makes somebody like a singles artist into something that maybe is going to last a little bit longer so i would say stream it and that longevity that you're talking about is part of what is so interesting. The longevity, the consistency, like following someone like Miley Cyrus and, you know, to tie it all back to Swarm and like parasocial relationships with artists. It, I don't mean it in a toxic way, like she would have met it down again, specifically following her career, like leave her as a person mm-hmm. alone to the extent that it's not stuff she's bringing into it. So, like, bringing the Liam Hemsworth stuff into it, you're allowed to discuss it. But other than that, the only thing I'm really interested in is, like, watching her career and and the trajectory of what she's doing with the music because it's always interesting going into it. I didn't know with this one. I'm like, she could cake it because Flowers was a, like, either way song for me for a while. Liked it when I heard mm-hmm. it. Heard it too much because Girlfriend of the Pot is addicted to TikTok and it was on all the time. <laughs> just ruined it. I just went on a wild ride with that song. So I was like, ah, the album could go either way. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm net positive on it. So I am stream it. 
Yes. And I think that's, you know, explaining our rating system one more time is we did add the option of buy it. So now when we say stream it, it was either stream it or skip it previously. But I think it's more fair because sometimes there's an album that's just good enough that we want to separate it a little bit. So we added the buy it category. So this Miley Cyrus album being a stream it from both of us, generally positive, I would say, you know, definitely more positive than I am meh about it but it's just not quite to the level where i'm like i'm gonna go out and get this one maybe her next one this is a great step forward go check it out and there's probably another miley cyrus album to listen to you know at least an episode about it and could you tell the people maybe where that might be found alex well that's so funny jeff because i hear tell of an archive uh deep and lonesome place filled with wonders and treasures and apocrypha I don't even know what that means, but it's in there. There are some videos I hear tell. Videos of a certain nature where two gentlemen <laughs> sit down and discuss music and music albums and musical artists. And I hear that this warehouse is called youtube.com forward slash C forward slash out on that line. That's right, folks. You can find all of our old episodes, pre-video stuff. You can find singles, which is a like long abandoned series that we had that we'd love to revisit someday. Show your support. Mm -hmm. Maybe we will. We're here to meet the market's demands, okay? And we also have our reaction videos, which seem to be very popular. You guys love those. Tell us more things you want to hear. The thing is... Our YouTube channel is a community, it's an archive, it's an ethos, it's a lifestyle. And you certainly do not have a life that is as cool as being a fan of Out On That Line. So show us how cool you really are, deep down, by subscribing to the channel at, what is it again? YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Out On That Line. Please like and subscribe. really couldn't have said it any better. Till next time.